We shall fight with growing confidence and growing strength in the air. We shall fight on the beaches. We shall fight on the landing grounds. We shall fight in the fields and in the streets. We shall never surrender until in God's good time, the new world with all its power and might steps forth to the rescue and the liberation of people. In times of universal deceit, truth is the only rebellion left. North Carolina's Lieutenant Governor Mark Robertson says that he will not back down amid calls to resign for calling LGBTQIA plus education filth. This is today's story on The Rebellion. Welcome to today's Rebellion. So the story that's out there right now, it's a couple days old, October 10th, 2021. I picked it up in CBN News, Christian Broadcasting News. The headline is this, North Carolina's Lieutenant Governor says he will not back down, quote-unquote, amid calls to resign for calling LGBTQ plus education in our schools filth. Again, CBN News, October 10th, 2021. Now, while the world is imploding and inflation soars and we have to worry about the stock market crashing, and if you have more than $600 in your bank account, the Democrats now think that they should be policing it and be notified of any transaction outside or within, within that account, pulling money outside of that account. I mean, people, this is the kind of stuff that when conservatives such as myself or you, if you are conservative listening right now, if you would have said this was coming, you would have been accused of wearing a tin foil hat. But it's here. It's here. They actually want the IRS involved in monitoring your bank accounts if you have $600 or more therein. And why $600? Why not make it $6? Any transaction of $6? Why? Why $600? And what business is it of theirs to be monitoring your transactions anyway? Why? Are we raising our hands and saying, you guys are out of your minds? Do you think maybe they want to monitor it because they want to figure out another way how to get a hold of it? They're spending so much money. They're printing so much money. The monopoly money that's now running our economy is worthless. They know it. They know there's no way to pay for all of this. So they, sooner or later, and it's going to be sooner, folks, are going to have to find ways to confiscate, steal more of your money from your retirement and through taxing your actual physical property. Physical property such as the cash. I know those are notes, but we treat it as if it's physical property now. Well, they're going to figure out ways to steal more of that, steal more of your physical assets such as gold or silver, platinum, and your real estate. Figure out ways to tax you, confiscate more of your real estate. 
I mean, they have to, because there's no way to pay for all of this stuff. They just can't keep printing paper over and over again and pretending that that solves the problem. It doesn't. You could have wheelbarrows full of paper. In fact, there are times in history, remember, he who does not learn the lessons of history is doomed to repeat them, George Santayana. There are times in history where people actually did have to roll up to the store with a wheelbarrow full of paper money because it, because it was worthless. The only way they could buy something was with large volumes of paper. Look at the history of Germany. What led to the Third Reich? Massive inflation. Their money was worthless. I spent some time in Sao Paulo, Brazil. Oh, 25 years ago or more. Spent a month down there through a rotary program. And at that time, there was hyperinflation. People would get their paychecks and they would go to the store and buy physical products rather than put their money in the bank because at least the physical product would have some value 10 days later, 20 days later. Uh, if you were wealthy, you, out, you went out and bought more cars. I stayed with one family down there. They actually went and bought cars with their cash so that they would have a physical asset. If you weren't that wealthy, you'd go buy uh, a microwave or you'd go buy what you could afford. You'd buy it immediately and then put it in storage somewhere in your house or your apartment so that you would be able to then use it in a transaction later on because at least that microwave would have some value. How far away are we from that in the United States right now? I would suggest we're not very far away from it at all. You could wake up tomorrow just like you woke up yesterday and found out that our freedoms had been stolen because there was a virus, an an aggressive flu. We've labeled it COVID-19. Now, we know that there's certain drugs that could have mitigated it. We know that ivermectin actually does work. We know that hydroxychloroquine actually does mitigate it. There's a report out that I read this morning that if you take aspirin, that aspirin mitigates mitigates COVID-19. Uh, if you're like me, uh, I've got a, my, my family history is one of heart disease. My dad's family has, is laden with heart disease. They're skinny as a rail. They, they're, they're not overweight. Uh, many of them were farmers and whatnot, hardworking people. But nonetheless, they died early of heart disease. So since I was in my early 20s, I've been taking a baby aspirin a day, 81 milligrams a day of, a, of aspirin. Because it reportedly, according to my cardiologist, actually mitigates the risk of heart disease. Well, apparently there are other benefits, other positive side effects to aspirin. One of them is it mitigates against COVID-19. Maybe I'll cover that story tomorrow. But is anybody talking about it? Oh no, you've got to go out and get this new drug injected into your body. And if you don't, you could lose your job. You could be fired from hospitals and are being fired from hospitals. The, 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 the pandemic is so bad, you know, it's so bad that their solution is to go fire people that work in hospitals. Oh, well, the hospitals are overrun. So your solution is to go fire hundreds of nurses, thousands of nurses, medical doctors. You're going to fire them because they don't want to take this drug. They may have natural immunity. They already had COVID-19 like I did. And and therefore, they've got, you know, antibodies built up in large numbers, the way God made our bodies, so that they, they actually won't get the disease. You know, and science proves that. We've known that for hundreds of years. Hundreds of years, not, not hundreds of days. Hundreds of years, we've known that COVID-19 or any other virus is uh, mitigated if you've already got natural immunity. Oh, but, 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 you say. No, no. No, there is no but. 
the facts are natural immunity is always better than any immunity derived from a vaccine. And in fact, what do we have? Three Pfizer scientists on record right now saying that they knew they knew that natural immunity was superior to the vaccine, and they were actually talking about it. And we've got it, we've got it in writing and on recordings. And now, if you report that, if you post that in Facebook, if you say it on YouTube, if you tweet it on Twitter, you're banned, you're shadow banned, you're silenced. If your article starts to go viral that you write on this issue, such as the one I did, um, and it's trending nationally on natural immunity. Not on Joe Biden, not on Nancy Pelosi, not on uh, private sexual matters, such as what I'm going to talk about after the break right now, but on natural immunity and your shadow banned, you're silenced. Again, we live in a time where up is down and down is up. Good is evil and evil is good. Bitter is sweet and sweet is bitter. We live in the time that the prophet Isaiah warned of. And those of us who are saying it, wait, we're saying it, wait a second, wait a second. We're changing the definition of everything. We're melding categories together. We can't even tell what's true and what's false any longer because it's all driven by these political agendas, by people with power, and they refuse to let go of the ring of power. And We know it. We can see it. And if you dare suggest that, well, the Bible actually talks about this a little bit, folks, and maybe we ought to attend to the Bible, then you're a crazy person. You're a nut job. You're a right-wing loon. You're a conspiracy theorist. You're an extremist. Oh, you've even got people in your own communities, your, your own church, maybe your own family, that are saying, you know, you know, he's an extremist because he actually reads this stuff and he listens to this stuff. I mean, the world is crumbling around us. I mean, I'm speaking on, the, it's, it's Columbus Day. We, we celebrate in 1492, Columbus sailed the ocean blue. We had a World's Fair in Chicago, back in the day. I mean, a lot of the stuff, South Side Chicago, the Museum of History, the Museum of Natural Science, all of the parks and whatnot that are around in that area are there because that's the area that we had the World's Fair. We had the World's Fair there because in 1492, Columbus sailed the ocean blue and they had the World's Fair there to celebrate to celebrate the 400th anniversary of that event. But now we don't even call it Columbus Day anymore because he's a bad person. He was a, he was a white European male. He, he, he dared to get in a ship and sail and explore and, and found new lands and, and, and bring his Christianity with him. And, and as the result of that, he destroyed, he destroyed all that was, pure and unpolluted in the indigenous people, cultures of North America, Central America. So now we call it Indigenous Peoples Day rather than Columbus Day, and thereby disparage, disparage Columbus as if he is somebody, oh, we got to tear a statue down, we can't have a Columbus up because... Because we, in our wisdom, have decided that that was all bad. Let's take a break. Acknowledge our sponsors. And when I get back, I want to talk about the lieutenant governor story in North Carolina. It kind of does tie into my rant here. Um, there's a common thread here. The common thread is stupidity, lunacy. The common thread is 
when somebody actually identifies filth as filth, we then turn around and call him filthy. That's a bad sign, people. That's a bad sign. We're really in trouble when we are that confused, that addled, that stupid in the way we think. And yes, Joe Biden is that confused, that addled, that stupid. And so is everyone behind him that's screaming bloody murder because this North Carolina lieutenant governor governor's dared to speak the truth. I'm Dr. Everett Piper, and this is The Rebellion, and I will be right back in a couple minutes. Okay, welcome back to The Rebellion. The story is this. Uh, this is by Tory Powell, CBN News. North Carolina lieutenant governor says he will not back down. That's a quote. That's what he said amid calls for him to resign. And what did he do? He called LGBTQ+. Education. Education. The stuff they're teaching to your kids in your schools. Not just in Virginia, not just in San Francisco, not just in Washington, D.C. or New York City. No, it's being taught to your schools right in your own backyard here in Oklahoma. Here's the story. North Carolina Lieutenant Governor Mark Robertson. Now, you need to Google this man's name. Or duck, duck, go this man's name. I should, I should stop promoting Google, by the way. I mean, it's, it's, it's become a, a verb in our culture that I'm guilty of using it, um, but the company should be boycotted. Use another search engine. Um, North Carolina Lieutenant Governor Mark Robertson. Go look him up. Go do a search for Mark Robertson, Lieutenant Governor, North Carolina. And the first thing you'll notice, and it shouldn't be relevant, but it is. It is because of our culture, is he's black. He's a black man. God bless this man, all right, because because he has a platform that our culture has granted, or at least it should grant, it should grant black people, black men and women who have the courage to buck the culture, to go against the tide, to speak the truth when everybody else in our culture wants to believe a lie, to stand on the side of the parade while the emperor marches past, proudly, proud, proudly so, while the emperor marches past, pretending that he is clad in a glamorous garment when he's naked as a jaybird. And Mark Robertson, the lieutenant governor of North Carolina, is that little boy, that little boy on the side of the parade who's raising his hand and saying, excuse me? That man, that plump man, that, that, that overweight little emperor who, who wants us to believe that the lie, wants us to believe that he is dressed in a most expensive and beautiful gown, is naked, is naked. He's stupid. He's addled. He's deluded. It's a lie. Mark Robertson has done that. He has said he will not back down as politicians call for his resignation over recently resurfaced comments in which he referred to transgenderism and homosexuality as filth. Now, some of you listening right now are getting nervous. Uh Uh-oh, you know, Piper's getting on that bandwagon again. He's criticizing homosexuals and homosexuality. Let me make it very clear right now. Homosexual behavior, transsexual behavior, is behavior. It's a choice. You do not have to do it any more than anyone else has to engage in any sexual act. You do not have to do it. It's a behavioral choice. Oh, but I feel this way. I don't care how you feel. That's not the discussion. That's not what we're talking about. We're talking about behavior. What your temptations are, what your your proclivities are, what your desires are, are not relevant. 
You are not defined by your desires, your proclivities, your inclinations, nor am I. There are lots of things I want to do that I can choose not to do. And there are many things you want to do that you can and should choose not to do. Some of us want to steal. We'd, we'd rather not work really hard and save every penny to go buy the thing that we need or want. We'd rather steal it. That desire, that proclivity, that instinct, that inclination does not define you. You should choose not to steal. Some of us want to lie. We want to say things that aren't true because the truth may be difficult for others to hear. So we don't want to tell the truth. That proclivity, inclination, that desire to not tell the truth, to lie, that's what it is, it's a lie, does not define you. I've said it a hundred times on this show, you're, you're not defined by your libido. There are a lot of things your libido wants to do that you can choose and should choose and must choose not to do. This whole argument that you are, are your identity is your sexual desire, is a bunch of nonsense. It's crazy. Stop and think about it, people. Think about it. There are lots of things you want to do that you can choose and must choose not to do. Your identity is not the sum total of your inclinations. This is a old This is an old commentary that I'm giving you right now, but it's so important because nobody is listening. Nobody is listening. And the slippery slope of this nonsense is coming down on our children in spades right now because we're teaching them in kindergarten, in elementary school, that they're defined by their sexual inclinations. They don't even have any sexual inclinations yet when they're five, six, seven years old. Leave those poor kids alone. Protect their innocence. Don't trash it. Don't contaminate it by talking about this stuff. And Mark Robinson, R-O-B-I-N-S-O-N, Mark Robinson, the lieutenant governor of North Carolina, should get your applause. He should receive a phone call from you today, an email from you today saying thank you. Thank you for having the courage to stand up and say what must be said, what everybody should be saying. We should not be teaching our kids this filth because that's what it is. More from the story. Let me tell you plainly, here and right now, I will not back down, he said. He posted this in a video on Facebook. I'm surprised they didn't ban it. He said, I will not be silenced. I will not be bullied into submission. I will continue to fight for the rights of our children to receive an education that is free from sexual concepts that do not belong in the classroom. Thank you. Thank you. Standing ovation, Mark Robertson, Lieutenant Governor of North Carolina. This man has a head on his shoulders. He is a black man who, and his color of his skin should be irrelevant to this conversation, but frankly, because he is a conservative black man who is bucking the system and breaking rank, then give him your support. Give anybody that bucks the system and breaks rank your support, but especially those that have that much pressure on them to just, you need to do what Massa tells you to do. And that's exactly what it is. It's Uncle Sam's plantation. Uncle Sam is the plantation owner, and he's putting his neck, excuse me, putting his foot on the neck of his slaves and saying, you will, you will do what I tell you to do. You'll believe what I tell you to believe. 
And this man, this uppity man, has ignored Uncle Sam. You need to support Mark Robinson. In June, Robinson spoke at Asbury Baptist Church in Seagrove, North Carolina, where he made derisive comments about educating children about LGBTQ plus issues. This is a quote. There's no reason anybody anywhere in America should be telling any child about transgenderism, homosexuality, and any of that filth, he said. He said this in a church. So you can't go into a church and talk about biblical morality. And then he said this, and yes, I called it filth. And if you don't like that, I called it filth, come see me and I'll explain it to you. Close quote. Now, Deputy Deputy White House Press Secretary and North Carolina native Andrew Bates called Robinson's comments repugnant and offensive. Why? Why? Do you want your kids being taught how to engage in these acts? These are acts. I didn't sit around the dinner table with my five, six, seven, eight, ten-year-old boys and tell them, well, this is what homosexuality is. This is what they do. This is what they do. Let me explain it to you. In fact, here's a book. Here's a book. Here's a children's book on how to do this. That's what's happening. That's what's happening. And you're silent. We're silent. The American people are silent. The church stands silent. And then we leave courageous souls like Mark Robertson standing alone. Standing alone to fight these fights. Oh, we don't want to get involved in that. It is repugnant and offensive. Andrew Bates, White House Press Secretary, Deputy White House Press Secretary. It is repugnant and offensive. Oh, Mark Robertson's comments aren't. Yours are. Yours are. More from Bates. The role of a leader is to bring people together and stand up for the dignity and rights of everyone, not to spread hate and undermine their own office. Really? Really? So the role of this man's office is to let these children be uh, indoctrinated, brainwashed with this nonsense that anything that floats through their little heads, stuff that you're going to put in their little heads, they wouldn't even have thought about it had you not read that stupid book to them. Rather than guarding their innocence, you, you, you sacrifice their innocence by exposing them to this stuff. They shouldn't have been exposed to it while they were in high school, let alone when they were in elementary school. You expose them to this. You get them thinking about it. Well, maybe I'm not a boy. Maybe I'm a girl. Because my first grade teacher read that book to me. I don't know. I mean, maybe I am Superman. Maybe I'm not. I thought I, I like to play that I'm Superman. So I must be a real Superman. I, I, I like Barney the Dragon. So I must be a, a purple dinosaur. I must be a purple people eater. I, I, I mean, this stuff is just so asinine. It's so crazy. You are not defined by the things that float through your head. People. Oh. North Carolina State Senator Jeff Jackson thanked the White House for standing up to the discrimination, and he urged Robinson to resign, along with North Carolina State Senator Wiley Nickel, who called Robinson a disgrace and an embarrassment to our state. Well, that's interesting. You can now call a black man that dares to buck the system a disgrace. He's an embarrassment to our state. 
Calling many of your own constituents filth means that you have no intention of representing them, Jackson tweeted on Friday. Our lieutenant governor should resign and allow someone who is prepared to do the job to take his place. This wasn't a dog whistle, folks. It was old school hate. What a bunch of crap. What a bunch of nonsense. The Human Rights Campaign. By the way, the Human Rights Campaign has a right-wing watch. I'm on their right-wing watch for saying stuff like, like I'm saying right now, for saying that you're not defined by your libido, you're defined by your Lord, that you are more than your inclinations. Your identity is the Imago Dei. You're made in the image of God. You're not made in the image of a dog. You're the Imago Dei. You're not the Imago dog. You need to rise up and recognize that God gave you dignity, moral culpability, moral awareness. You have a head on your shoulders. You're not defined by your gut. You're defined by God for saying that kind of stuff, for daring to say that kind of stuff, for standing for the dignity of the nuclear family, a man and a woman, a husband and a wife, a mom and a dad, raising their children to recognize that they are moral human beings that need to make moral choices and that just because you think something doesn't mean that's who you are and just because you want something doesn't mean you're defined by that want. For saying that kind of stuff, I have been placed on the human rights campaign as a right-winger to be watched on their right-wing watch. So what they say right now should not matter to you, but it should matter to you because this Garbage is winning the day. The Human Rights Campaign, an LGBTQ plus civil rights organization, has called for the lieutenant governor to resign for his disgraceful, hateful statements. North Carolinas deserve better than these dehumanizing comments, said Joni Madison in the statement issued by the Human Rights Campaign. Robinson claimed on Saturday that he has been viciously attacked for his comments and that the media and the left have tried to change his argument's focus. This is what he said. I will fight for and protect the rights of all citizens, including those in the LGBTQ community to express themselves however they want. That is their right as Americans, and I don't think that the government has any role in telling them otherwise, he said. However, the idea that our children should be taught about concepts of transgenderism and be exposed to sexually explicit materials in the classroom is abhorrent. People, he just made it clear. You can do what you want. I'll fight for your rights to do what you want, but I have the right to disagree with what you choose to do. And I'm certainly not going to teach my kids that your choices are exemplary if you're choosing to live differently if you're choosing to make sexual decisions that I don't agree with. Why is that such a problem, people? It shouldn't be. By the way, before I close, I made a mistake at the beginning of this. It's actually CBS News report that I'm reading from right now, not CBN. CBS, not CBN. You're defined by your Lord, people. You're not defined by your libido. And if we get the definition of the human being wrong, everything else is going to be wrong thereafter. I'm Dr. Everett Piper, and this is The Rebellion.